you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. You ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. Hey, welcome to the Cut to It podcast. We got Chris Weidman. That's right. What's How up? are you? I'm doing good. UFC, former UFC middleweight champion, ranked number 15th. Have you dropped down any? Are you still 15? Oh, I honestly don't even know the yeah. ranking. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, make, I'm so, guessing I'm 15. So that's code for he I he hope has, I didn't drop down. But he just has to pay down, attention. If I, if I drop down any more than that, you don't see your name there anymore. So oh. I hope I didn't drop down all the way. Okay. But honestly, I don't really care, to be honest. Right. I never yeah. cared about rankings, yeah. ever, okay. ever. See, we'll, we'll explore that <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> Middleweight mixed martial arts signed to the UFC, and you are... Uh, you have a wife and three kids, and mm-hmm. for some odd reason, you decided to move down to South Carolina. South Carolina. Yes, sir. Yes, Welcome sir. to the Cut to a Podcast. So you're a Carolinian now. Uh, 20, you claim us? You claim two, us yet? Two years, bro. He's claim, you claim not two years. It's you claim not, Carolina's yet? It's not two years yet. Oh, man. I'm I am, uh, you know, Long Island is in my heart. I'll always, uh, you know. Love Long Island, but I am I love it out here. This is this is this is home now. You know sure. what that sounds yeah. like? He loved them prices. Oh, one hundred percent. Love prices. Living is that's, way different. Hey, that's me right there. I'm a- Southern hospitality extends all the way into your into your pockets too. One hundred percent does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's gonna be have some random questions. Let's go. They have Let's nothing go. to do with anything but just the randomness to kind of let you settle down. You seem like you seem a little nervous. I'm very uptight. I'm very are nervous. Why? Why are you, you uptight know, person? I'm next to Steve Smith, you know, in his podcast room. I'm, I don't know what to do right now. Yeah? Someone wake me up. Just act natural. Oh, look at him. Oh, oh you, you say that to all the podcasts. Bro, so, <laughs> they call that patronizing. You I mean, I, that's patronizing. <laughs> right. You right. podcast. Right. You're the only one. <laughs> You're the only one. You just be tooting and booting and for everybody. You tell all of them that. This is my first podcast. Oh, man. All right. Just being honest. Okay, listen. (laughs) If your house was burning down, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and you can only save one item, Mm. what would it be and why? I mean, off the top of my head, I'm going to go with my, uh, my MacBook. I got my MacBook. You know, it's got my messages on there. Uh, you know, all my photos and, and videos. Okay. You know, I think that would have been, uh, that's probably what I would grab. Right. <laughs> it's no right answer. What about you, know. G? What you would might you be on to something. Now, you about got to grab that computer. It's got everything on there. Right? Yeah, that's you got, true. You got to think of your payment information. Yeah. Your, even with your, your photos. Even if you, you, you can't, there's some websites you can't go into, like if you have to change identification, oh, yeah. order Passwords, new stuff. All my crypto stuff is you, on there. You, that's what I'm saying. You got you all can't, your, You can't yeah. do it for me, access it to your phone to some degree. Yeah, cards are saved on here. He he, he got a yeah. point. What about you backstage, though? 
Probably my kids and my wife, but I don't said know. An item. Item. He said not an item. I thought that I thought that through. Stop too. trying to Why get brownies. Why are you yelling at me? Why am I going to get yelled at? Because <laughs> you're trying to get brownies. You're trying to item. You're trying to make me look bad. You're trying to out item us. Or it's the opposite. You're trying to itemize your family. We assume when they already out. Yeah. yeah. At least can, this is how I'm reading. Can I have a, a, a take two? Like, nope. what just, uh-uh. that's it? This is, is unedited. The, the, the dump button? Yeah. Is that? Bro, you don't get a take two. Oh. Okay? <laughs> we are... Hey, Joe, you got a little bit on your mustache. A little bit. Well, yeah. <laughs> I gave it to him after being with Whoa. you. Whoa. Next I'm question, please. <laughs> okay. What's the craziest thing you ever done, Chris? Um... Uh, this is a family-friendly show. Please don't include me. <laughs> I don't say it. <laughs> Does it include Joe's mustache? I mean, sh- this Family Feud. Next, right. you yeah. you can pass. Right, and come come, back, come to back to me. All right, I like that. See, UFC fighter, you didn't have an answer. <laughs> right. One of the many times you whoop somebody ass. I was gonna say now, choke somebody out. Walking. And he got no answer. Right. That's my issues with like adrenaline stuff because well, it doesn't it, get crazier than fighting. So, you go so, into a cage with another like like legit weapon and you you know what could possibly happen to you weapon. every time right. i'm the weapon too yeah but there's another weapon in there you know someone's gonna go down yeah. and it could be pretty bad what really is, bad what does that have to do with bro what's the craziest thing you ever did it, like it, walking it, into it, the cage is crazy i'm saying just walking into a cage is crazy yeah it's a little crazy okay are you finished <laughs> I mean, that's a good this answer. This has gone gracious. south quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious. He's so like, uh, on his podcast, he was ready to go. He come with mine. He's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> bro, <laughs> kidding? If you want a vocabulary exam no, right now, no. spelling bee. No, I, look, I already know I can't, so I guarantee you can't. <laughs> oh, look how he flipped it. <laughs> I like it. All right. For a right, high motor guy uh, like yourself, <laughs> what do you do to slow down? The world around you. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, I just—I don't know. I go, I go chill with my family. You know, my wife kind of puts me in my place. Mm. When I go home, tells me what to do. I do the honey to-do list. Uh, play video games. What games? I'm just, you know, Madden. Madden's probably my favorite. Really? Yeah, yeah. Madden. I've been playing with the same group of guys since high school. Since oh, that's cute. Since like one. <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how we stay in touch. Who, who you who you run with? Who you play with? Who you play with? man, right now the right now right now the Cowboys. Cowboys, but, really? Cowboys, Chiefs. You know, okay. Kinda, yeah, yeah. All right. You're not in the playoffs though, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the playoffs. I'm I'm quick play mode. Yeah. All right. How you been, man? How's how's things been going for you? I'm doing good, man. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Just focus on rehab, working out. Mm. Uh, you talking about? Uh, are you talking about rehab, physical rehab, yeah, or phys- some other rehab? Uh, no, nah, just just physical you rehab. Got it. I do have a mental coach, though. You do? I do have a mental coach. Ooh. He's good. I just I, I just had him on my podcast. Actually, why do you have a mental coach? Because we always do say ninety percent of ninety percent of it is mental, ten percent is physical, mm. right? I feel like a lot of athletes say that, but how much time do you actually put into the mental work? Wow. There's a lot of there's a lot of effort that you should be putting into that that I think we kind of skip over and uh, we see it as a weakness to to have someone help get our head in order, you know. But I think that's the most important part is to have um, a good mindset and to have your 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 crap in order. How, how long have you had that coach? I, uh, right before this last fight, I got I have my a bachelor's degree in psychology. I always just kind of felt like I was good men- mental wise, and I feel like why well, what's up. I just oh, oh okay. because you said you have your bat you have your bachelor's in yeah. psychology so yeah. you know what they say when you go you know what they say what about and I got my master's in uh, you oh, know f- education f- I got my doctorate <laughs> in uh, the medical field of some sort yeah you know, oh, I, so play do- I play a doctor on television do you really I, no I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. so you've been doing it so you've been just doing this recently then so yeah how long right, right can you tell a difference already. It's just, you know what, it, it's not like I'm telling him my, you know, my inner secrets. It's not like a therapy session, which I kind of expected it to be that way. It's more, it's more just like kind of getting your life in order, like having you organize your goals the right mm-hmm. way. Uh, like if you, if there were certain things that you wanted to do in the morning, making sure you're on top, yeah. top of it and on task um, and just having your why and why you're doing it, mm-hmm. you know? How old are you? 37. This may come across the wrong way, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, 
Yeah. At 37 years old, you're just discovering your why in such a dominant player in the UFC or, 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 or sportsman. And then you have, you've been to school. You didn't go, like you didn't go to a school where education was not up there. High, very high-end school, Hofstra University. Yeah. School of Greatness. No, I, and I agree. It's, <laughs> it, it is one of those places where it's not known to really be about sports. It's more about academic sports is, is secondary. Right? Well, and uh, it depends on the sport. At the time when I was there, uh, we were top 10, Division One. So I went there primarily for a sport. Wrestling, the wrestling team. No, yeah. but you went there for a sport, but you had to have pretty good grades. I went to a community college first. No, I, went to, I went to junior college for you two went years. To, I like to I say stepped, the scenic route. Yes, I went the scenic route. I stepped it up, and then I was, then I got into a school that I wouldn't have been able to get to uh, without, you know, in and out of coming out of high school. Yeah. So yeah, I stepped it up. Well, what I was saying is, at thirty-seven years old. You know whether the ranking is true. I'll, I'll, if you're off by four, or off or or add on two, you're pretty ranked high in the UFC. And yet you're just figuring out to some degree in a better capacity of what's your why. No, that's you got it a little wrong. So see, that's why I said part, that's why I was double checking. Yeah, a part of what my why is a part of uh dealing with a mental coach is to figure out your why, to talk about it and to write it down and all this yeah. stuff. I've always had a good idea of what my why is. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I'm always looking to learn. As a champion, mm -hmm. you never are closed-minded. Slight flex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Multiple time world champion. Ooh. You never <laughs> you never <laughs> wow. are done learning. You You're never done learning from, you know. I'm anybody. not a champion, but I'm not I mean I've I'm, had I'm, but I've had it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about my why sometimes yeah. i love it man so i'm just always open to learning and yeah. uh and and anybody who could teach me something i'm, I'm always open so what kind yeah. of movies do you like there what kind of movies do i like yes uh i like i, I, I kind of like whatever yeah. i'm not a big movie tv show guy mm. i watch yellowstone i like yellowstone do that one. i haven't watched, watched it yet that's good mm. I, I like I, that what is yellowstone Yellowstone is basically the mafia of cowboys, but the cowboys aren't from back in the day. It's right now. And you don't realize that living where we live that there's legitimately like ranches and there's mm -hmm. families and it's been generations and generations of like this dynasty that they created where they own these ranches and there's other people nearby. They own different ranches and there's these like family battles basically that go down. And uh, it's pretty cool to to find out that this is going on right now, and it's it's just basically like the mafia, the way they play power and everything, and start taking over, and people are getting killed. You know, dirty things are happening, so it's fun. Where are you from? In a place you call your hometown? Uh, it's called uh, it's a town called Baldwin, Long Island, New York. Okay, how far is that from? What? What? I, I'm not in New York. Like New York City? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, it's a. It's a 35-minute train ride, which I was like right next to the train to get into Manhattan, to Penn Station. Mm. Uh, to get to Queens is like, you know, 10 minutes. Wow. Mm. So you're right there in it. Yes, sir. Yeah, right there. All right. What was your childhood? Born and raised. Uh, it was good. I had an older brother. You know, he was a, he was a uh, really good athlete. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you consider a good athlete? Oh, we're going to get into that later. Um, he was... He was, you know, fast and strong. Whatever he did, he was pretty What's, good. What at. do you consider strong and fast? <laughs> uh, We're gonna get pretty granular here. I, Chris. I, I, he, well, <laughs> I, I just, well, I, we've had some dialogue, so I just uh, want to see. It's kind of setting up for some other questions. I think at his peak, he was, you know, he was benching two twenty five because he was doing football. He did two twenty five, what 30, position thirty four times, uh, linebacker. Okay, yeah. So how tall was he? Six two. Oh yeah, he'll knock the snot out of you. Yeah, he was. See, nah, that's he was what, a, he was that's a big why I, yeah. I can bench two twenty five though. I ain't gonna knock thirty four times. times. He said thirty six, thirty four, thirty four times. Yeah. Not just. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not just. <laughs> eight. You gotta play me though. Wait a minute. <laughs> that's pretty asking. good for us. I've only went seventy. Yeah. How many times can you do it? One time. I will probably do that eight to ten. No, I can oh, do eight to one ten time. times. Hey, oh, that's pretty I, good. Yeah, but when you said forty times, yeah, that's like forty. That's like combine record. Be alright, dude. So I that's why. Yeah. That's why. That's why I asked. Yeah. So no, that, he was that, he was bigger, yeah. stronger, and faster, and more athletic than me yeah. for sure. So I was just kind of so, living in the shadows, ooh. working hard, 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what heroes did you have growing up? Like, who'd you idolize? I mean, you talked about your brother, but who else did you idolize? Uh, you know, my dad. I would say my dad was uh, my idol. I didn't really like have any, uh, you know, people on sports teams or anything mm. like that that I was super into. Mm. Uh, maybe some wrestlers as I got older. There was Ooh. some college wrestlers, some guys who wrestle Olympics. What about what about, uh, what about like wrestling, wrestling, pro wrestling? Yeah, pro wrestling. Nah, uh, maybe when I was little, little, yeah. I was into it. Yeah. But like who? Basically, he tossed that aside, bro. He, yeah, he, he we, we all nah, excited about wrestling. We, we about to talk about Roddy Roddy Piper yeah. and Hulk Hogan. Rudis nah, the Barber. Be like, nah, I don't mess with that shit. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's like that. Child's place. It's bro. fake. Is I don't know. Stop. What do you want me to do? Don't crush do? my dreams, bro. Yeah. Do not <laughs> do that. Yo, yeah, you go to those wrestling events. There's a lot of people that uh, that you don't want to crush their dreams. Yeah, don't don't be a yeah. dream crusher. Yeah, my, my bad. Don't be my bad. It's real. All right, it's real. <laughs> so condescending. It's real. it's real. All right, so uh, do you believe you rep New York the right way? Because hey, you know how you meet people. Like G, G's from G's from North Carolina. He's from Lexington. My man will rep. Lexington. He will tell a lie about Lexington. <laughs> I love North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> he will he will add stuff about Lexington. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. But I'm using that as an example of like, you know, I, I love LA. I, I always always rep LA. Yeah. So I I just wonder going backwards, living here now in, in, in Charlotte, do you believe you rep in New York? Yeah, always. You know what I mean? Why? Like, well, Born, raised there, yeah. never left until a year and a half ago. Um, you know, I mean, I just, what do I, I think New York people are tough people. They're resilient. It's it's mm-hmm. a very competitive uh, atmosphere because there's so many damn people and there's only so much <laughs> there's out there. So like in order to survive in New York is very difficult and only the strong survive. Mm. So yeah, man, I, I try my best. I try my best for sure. I grind, I grind, you, I grind. What do you miss about it? I mean, it's all the stuff that's not that good for me, like the pizza and the bagels. Um, that's the one thing in COVID, bro. That's the one thing about traveling I miss. Like we had a New York Thursday night game, and we did it from the house. Got off at like twelve forty-five. There was no pizza slices <laughs> waiting for me when yeah. I got off. Oh, it was so good. Just. <laughs> P and J, P B and J. I do like P P B and J though. I but like nothing's it. better than like a, a, a for me a Sicilian slice of pizza late at night. That is good. That is good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if I had to do, I usually when I would eat like crazy bad, I would have one regular slice because that's how you kind of tell how good the pizzeria is, Absolutely. and you know that yeah. that has to be legit. <laughs> then you got. I got two specialty slices. Usually it'll be a ziti slice. What's a ziti slice? So it's basically like penny, you know, penny, penny, penny pasta. pasta. Penny pasta. Like, yeah, penny, penny pasta. Penny on the way. You said penny. I'm like, oh, is Abraham or, pe- or, <laughs> or Hardaway? That's only two pennies I know. Um, Pe- yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I would eat. I would. I would eat half of the ziti off one side of the slice, and then you, then you, then you could fold it in half. Oh, like pasta on the on the pizza. Pasta, some marinara, oh, and cheese. Okay. Yeah, throwing on, on the there. pizza. It's, oh, it's so good. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, yep. Man. Chicken rolls. You ever have a chicken roll? Do I look like I eat a chicken roll? <laughs> <laughs> Can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> I'll eat chicken. Nobody said not chicken roll. Yeah. Right. Joe over here talking. Joe, Joe, Joe wanted to say something. He's like, that might come off right. as racist. It's not going to come off well. That's awesome. And, and Chris was like, I don't know what these guys are doing. Right. It's kind of unstereotypical. Like, I like chicken, but I never had a chicken roll. Yeah, chicken roll what is, is that? it's fried chicken inside of bread that's that's fried. with So basically like pizza dough. That's wrapped. The chicken's wrapped inside of with mozzarella and marinara cheese. Uh, marinara mm-hmm. and cheese. Yeah. It's like a uh, like like egg roll or a calzone. No, it's not an egg. Egg rolls. Egg Look, roll. Not an egg roll. No, not Chinese. Not Chinese. He got angry. He got offended. That's why I did it. No, not Chinese food. No, 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 no. I will. It's real pizza. Look, it's real pizza. Right? Right? He moved his hand. I will. <laughs> Jeez. <Yeah. laughs> I know, man. We're going to take a break in a minute. (laughs) 
I love cut to it, and I I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at Cut To It on Instagram. What about Twitter? At Cut To It. Facebook. Cut To It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at CutToItPodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. CutToItPodcast.com. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. How the hell did you get into UFC? Break that so down. So like I was saying before, my brother, like he would have me fight his friends all the time. It was, you know, what? my parents. Yeah, Damn my on. parents weren't around that much. So, you know, parents were working. So my my, my brother would be Thank there. Thank you. I'm my glad you rephrased that. Physical. <laughs> you, you just threw your parents under the bus. They weren't around. <laughs> <laughs> they were no, just running New, usual, New York streets. <laughs> but they let us kind of figure out a lot of stuff on our own. So. Yeah. Uh, that old school, old school parenting. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, they was actually working as well, too. They were working. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I just fought a lot as a kid. Yeah. And so at next thing I know, I started wrestling, which kind of mm-hmm. put me on the straight and arrow. And I and I started being able to focus on something, had mm. a goal. And then after I was done wrestling, I was training for Olympics in 2008, got injured right before Olympic trials. So I was kind of at a crossroads, what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And fighting, I saw, was a big thing. And then... So I just always felt like I always, even if I lost to someone in a wrestling match, I was like, I know I could definitely, you know, beat him in a fight. But, uh, and then UFC started coming around. I was like, man, this is my opportunity. And the people that like knew me as from when I was a kid mm-hmm. and people that knew me from the wrestling world, they're like, yeah, Yo, you're literally like the perfect fit for, fi- fit for fighting because of how you grew up. And then with your wrestling background and all these wrestlers are killing it in there. Like mm. they just, you know, I was like, you know what? I think you're right. And that was it. I started mm. my, my, uh, my road to, uh, into mixed martial arts. So when did you get into the wrestling? Because I know you wrestled in in college. When did you get into the wrestling as as a youth? I wrestled in second and third grade and I stopped until... Second and third grade? Yeah, yeah. Elementary wrestling? Oh, yeah. I got my kids in wrestling. I recommend everybody get their kids in wrestling. Really? I don't think there's... I don't think there's a better sport to, i know you get into it to like middle school down here I, well you can yeah, yeah yeah my kids yeah there's there's plenty of clubs out here you got dark horse oh, cl- wrestling in charlotte me. club wrestling oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I heard dark horse whoa <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's ones yeah. <laughs> that was backstage right Joe. that was not me that's hysterical yeah <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah, you got a couple clubs around here. Yeah, you have plenty of options. But really? wrestling is wrestling is oh yeah, hundred uh, percent. Wrestling is one of those sports. It's a one on one competition, yeah. you know, and you get to go against someone your own size and your own age. So when you is lose, it class? it's all on you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh, all based man. on weight class. So when you're getting thrown around as a young kid in front of your dad, you have no excuse other than to look at yourself and to to oh, learn oh. how to lose, learn what how do you to mean? win. You have no excuse, <laughs> bro. Man, listen. I remember in in middle school, like when you lose what... in basketball or, or football, you could blame it on your teammate. There's way more. It's one on one. Yeah, this is all on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? And it's embarrassing. It and when you get thrown, and when you get thrown get around, when you get manhandled <laughs> as as a man, as it a is boy, nothing more yeah. devastating yeah. than getting thrown around in a small tidy whitey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In front of your family. Yeah. I remember in middle school, people were already cutting to make weight. People wearing trash bags. Also, like really? That was, yeah. yeah. Not you that that was good. That's it was bad. Like a lot of the education on weight cutting has got way better. But uh, yeah, I know. I feel you. I wasn't one of those kids, but I seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. So, do you believe that the uh, just random now. 
you think the weight cutting, all that stuff kind of has a, you know, maybe leads to possibly eating disorders or, 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 uh, or, or, or body shaming to some degree? Nah, not body. I, I would say the only, I'm just asking just cause I just think as you're saying that I'm going, man, what could it look like a 10 year old kid who's oh, just naturally terrible. big, yeah. who has to cut weight to oh, be yeah. able to participate in a sport that he finally fi- figures out, yeah. Hey, I can participate in this. I'm good. Yeah. Weight, you know, my size is not a deterrent anymore, but being a, it not being a deterrent, that's still in that little gray area where, you know, five pounds too much or two pounds too much for a kid at mm-hmm. 10 years old. Man, that's a lot. A hundred percent. Yeah. I don't think any kid should be cutting weight. Um, even in high school, I, I would say the more the issue with weight cutting has been happening in high school over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah, little sure. kids, I hope no little kids are cutting weight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but there are some parents that, you know, for whatever reasons, they, they want their kid to be successful, and they you live vicariously. Loses. You yeah. live vicariously through them. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent, and it's crazy to watch. But um, hmm. yeah, for them to have their kid cut weight to win, you know, some little elementary school tournament, whether you no know, matter how big they think it is, I think is ridiculous. Yeah, but if yeah. you just said it, you know, you get thrown around as one on one, right? You get the wrong parent. Yeah, hundred percent, and take it the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and I mean that was I mean like this is this is late nineties when I was in middle school, but I can only imagine it's it's probably gotten worse. I, I would imagine it ain't got better. I think the education on weight cutting has been better, like mm-hmm. getting passed you know down by, by professionals to the coaches mm-hmm. now yeah. to the athletes. I think the education has got better to where it, it's def. I think it's definitely better than when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What do you think about um, how hard is it to move up and down in the di- different weight divisions? I mean, it's. It, it kind of depends. I mean, um, are you talking about like specifically in the UFC or just yeah, in just general, like, well, just in the UFC. I mean, I don't. I know it is in Pop Warner weight, but I, I, I'm just talking about where it's is weight is the weight is weight limits, but not yeah, the, not the moving up and down. Yeah, like the you moving do up in and UFC down. or boxing or yeah. wrestling. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering because that's your that's that's your deal. Yeah, yeah. just wondering, you know, the difference in moving up. Have you ever moved up in weight? I moved up in weight and I lost. I lost, yeah. Explain that to us. Like what yeah. is, what's the process in going and moving up in weight? So, if you're going to do it the right way, you would have to put on muscle, mm-hmm. take your time and go on up. I I kind of just did it out of nowhere. I was like, let me just go up in weight and see how I feel because I I won't have to cut any weight. But the difference is like so if I'm walking around about 215 uh, and you fight at 185, that's about normal. You fight well. You 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 make the weight at one eighty five, and then about thirty hours later, you're going to be fighting at like two oh five to like two ten. Is most middleweights? How do you do that? <laughs> it's all. It's yeah, like yeah. No, you I, eat. I'd love to hear that process. No, you, you eat, eat that ZD pizza. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, tons of ZD slices. You're good to go. Nah. So the way you cut weight is. No, um, no. I want to know how you add weight because going from one eighty five oh. to two fifteen. In thirty hours? Oh, Bro, now you, I mean, up in th- so I remember that's tough. Oh, like, it's so hard. It, I mean, no, it's not hard to put it back on. Um, it's hard to make the weight. Putting it back on is the best thing ever because it goes <laughs> easy. It's it feels good. You could you're not dehydrated. You, so you're pl- so you're telling me you're gonna make weight thirty six hours be thirty hours say thirty five hours before you one eighty five, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna fight in thirty six hours. And what is gonna be your weight? Uh, I mean, there's anywhere between. 204 and 215. Bro, what? How yeah. do you go? <laughs> right. How do you go after adding that much weight? How do you go and move? Because yeah. yeah. I, bro, I mean, normally that's like going to a Super Bowl party and then going <laughs> to fight. Yeah. 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 Like that itis. Yeah. Like for me. That itis. Oh, that's like basically what you're saying is, you know. I'm going to lose weight to make weight. Then I'm going to go eat Thanksgiving meal. And then yeah. after Thanksgiving, uh, a lunch, yeah. I'm going to go fight that night. How is that possible? So it's it's just water manipulation and like sodium manipulation. So you, uh, so in a training camp is about eight weeks when you get ready for a fight. And uh, so I'm, I'm naturally around like 215-ish when I'm eating healthy. And when I start training super hard and I bring the – and I portion control a little bit and, you know, be very strict, my weight will drop to like 205-ish. And then to get down to 185, 
it's a it's really a sodium manipulation where you have tons of salt leading up about two or three weeks with your meals and then the week of the of when you're cutting the weight you just take out sodium completely so you still have a you still have your meals they might be a little bit smaller in portion but the fact that you have no sodium and you're drinking gallons and gallons so you drink on a a week before the fight I'll drink two gallons then the you know the day after it's three gallons and three gallons again the next day and then you drop it to a gallon and then 24 hours before the weigh-ins you have no water at all and just from doing that I'll be like 204 205 and and dropped like 195 hmm. and then from 195 to 185 you just have to do like you know get you sweat you get yeah. sweat out so you do sauna work you do rubber suits whatever people do makeup removers whatever you got to do open up what? your pores so makeup yeah, removers, make it, it, it's like uh, they, they have things called sweet sweat now. It used to be Alvin oh, yeah, yeah, you get yeah. from CVS. Mm -hmm. But sweet sweat, it opens up your pores so you sweat easier. But so you, when you're you, so dehydrated. You didn't say sweet sweat. You said makeup remover. Well, makeup removers is. It's one of the active ingredients. Sweet yeah. sweat is a new sweet sweat is a new name. It's a brand. But bas basically what's, what sweet sweat can do is, do a make, is be a makeup remover. Mm -hmm. So it opens up your pores, gets rid of the makeup, I guess, on the face. And uh, before sweet sweat came out, you would have to get makeup removers. Mm. No. Wow. No. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. So then to that, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's bananas. You, you got a, you know, you got doctors with you and it's really Hopefully. quick. You know, it's, you're really dehydrated for about three hours. You want to try to cut the weight as, as close to the weight, uh, as, as, as close to the weigh in as possible. Mm -hmm. So about three hours, you cut that weight out and you have no water. You're dehydrated. It's wow. terrible. And then you're able to replenish. And when you replenish all the sodium and everything that you start having just sticks to you. So that's why you can put the weight on so easy. And then you're gonna have like a super insulin spike right after that. Oh yeah. Well, you gotta now nowadays the UFC has some really good nutritionists and they have it all planned out where there's a certain amount of liquid you're allowed to drink uh, throughout the you know every like 15 minutes you can have another sip and so you don't chug it and have a messed up stomach and all that. So what does that do? Another on the spot question. What does that do to your kidneys? Uh, with that much fluid and processing, and then sodium, and then and then taken away. Yeah, I mean, there's. Have you thought about it until I, I asked? No, no I, I'm, oh I'm, yeah, hundred percent. I'm not we trying have, to be funny. I'm just no, like, I get I'm, it. No, I'm no, like, man, because you know that. No, people have had kidney failure from overdoing it, hundred yeah. percent. So it is something that you have to. You have to get your weight down. The way I'm explaining it to you is doing it the right way, and doctors, that's like the safe way of doing it. And I know it sounds extreme. There's way more extreme ways to doing it without dieting properly. Well, we, don't, we don't want that. Yeah, over, yeah. That that's how you would really shut down your kidneys. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. And then you just go punch somebody lights out. And then you gotta be in you know the best shape of your life. You know, uh, you know every fight is always the biggest fight of your life, and you have to perform. But you know what? It's like the whole fight week. You kind of like it's it's so relaxing. By the time you fight, you Man, feel me so good. Me being hungry is not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> so relaxed yeah. right now. Oh, so oh, relaxed stomach. This is the light. Not me. This is the light. I'm I am chilling. Like I mean, other than you're suffering with the wake up, but as far as the amount of workouts that you have to do, mm -hmm. uh, the fight week is so chill compared yeah. to every other week in a training camp. Wow. So we have something in common. Uh, we have the, well, we used to, we, you, you train with uh Jed. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so, uh, we used to train with, why our uh, Jed was, I didn't know Jed was training guys like you, you know, what is that? How does a guy who trains me and foot used to train me in football for all those years and then yeah. now he trains you, what, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to help you, uh, I don't even know if the word is agile, but like, what what are you guys? A better athlete. He's just kind of making me stronger. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Good. Rewind that. What did you just say? A better athlete. Okay, yeah. touche. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, just kind of it's cross training, you mm -hmm. know. So when you fight and when you're training for fighting, it breaks down your body so much. Mm -hmm. And I think what the the most important thing for strength training and why I think a lot of guys should be doing it and now they are, is that they're when you weight lift, it strengthens your joints and all the mm -hmm. muscles and tendons around it. So less chance of injury and um just helps you, you know, stay on that grind without falling apart. Mm. But Jed Jed does a lot of stuff where like the serratus muscle, which is this muscle back here, which is your punching muscle. Yep. Which I didn't know until Jed told me that. But like so working specifically on that, working on leg strength where your power comes from, working on your core where your power comes from. So um, you know, he helps he works with all that. Plus he makes it very hard uh and 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 just like without a break. And in a in a fight, there's really no breaks. You know, it's just mm. nonstop. The pace is hard to control. 
Um, so he helps with just cardio. What makes you stand out in the UFC? Like, you know, you have martial arts. Mm-hmm. The average fan or the or, or person that watches it here and there looks at it as just it's fist fighting. Yeah. Right. What what do you bring to the table that's different than maybe say a Conor McGregor? Well, first I'll answer like so martial arts, uh MMA is mixed martial arts. So it's pretty much every single martial art that's ever been around, you know, uh some of the traditional stuff. Like, so what are some of the traditional? Because I have no idea. Jiu-jitsu, yeah, karate, what are you taekwondo, you know, uh kempo, wrestling, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, regular jiu-jitsu, uh boxing, kickboxing, muay thai, all mm. those would be considered martial arts. There was a time in the beginning of the UFC where everyone, if you were a, a wrestler or you were a boxer or you were, uh, you know, a jiu-jitsu guy, you felt like your art was the best and only one that needed to be done. If you did karate, you could kick everybody's ass. You don't need to worry about wrestling because you'll need that guy in his mouth if someone tried to take you down. Mm. What mixed martial arts did through the years is evolved to the point where you realize that every single one of those martial arts have has its place in some degree. You got to find which parts of that martial art is actually usable in a true fight mm. and so that's what mixed martial arts has <clears throat> have evolved to now now it's the point where like i i started with a base of wrestling i did karate and stuff when i was a kid but basically my base was wrestling in order for me to evolve as a martial artist i had to learn every single other martial art in really? order for me to be able to use it and utilize and like what yeah what all are yeah. you trained in yeah so brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> i'm a black belt in brazilian jiu-jitsu mm, slight flex yeah. Under Henzo Gracie, Matt Sarah, and John Danaher. Well, it's more flexing to them. What? Like, they're unbelievable. Oh, uh, Henzo Gracie. You know the Gracies ever ring a bell? Yeah, that does. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So the, the Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, just going with it. Yeah. Just- <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. As he's telling us just to jump in, so the, the Gracies are a family that are known for training in a certain style of martial art. So Yeah, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So what happened is, in 1993, when the UFC first started, it was, you know, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu people, which was the Gracies versus, you know, the wrestler versus a boxer versus a kickboxer. And it was a contest to see which art was truly the best. Wow. And the Hoist Gracie was the one, he was the one that was chosen by the Gracie family to represent Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu against these other fighters that thought their art was the best. And tell them why. And they picked the smallest Listen dude in this. their family, this guy named Hoist Gracie. He was small, nothing to look at. And he was going to be fighting guys that were, I think one of the guys was like around close, close to 500 pounds. This Hold on. Is it on YouTube? I think you can find all this on YouTube. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you can get it. Or in, probably UFC Fight Pass, actually, to be honest. Or so e- Fight Pass? Fight Pass or ESPN. Uh, I don't I have memberships like that. Yeah. Let, me, yeah. let me jump. I'm going on a free stuff. I, I don't, I don't want to glance over what he just said. No, I was going to. Yeah, gonna... that family took their so-called, air quotes, weakest dude in their family and put him in there. How tall was it? I don't know. 5'10". He's like 100. He's small. He's like 175 pounds, 5'10". And he was fighting some monsters. And, and what happened? He 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 finished everybody. Sleep though. Yeah. Like yep. yeah. Well, he brought. Well, so what it is? Brazilian jiu-jitsu <laughs> is the art. It's like a gen, It's it's considered a gentle art. And it's so he about, just it's gentle about, knockout. <laughs> you get very it. kindly you get and mildly. You get well, well, there's no knockouts. That's the that's the crazy thing about Brazilian jiu-jitsu is it's you're not knocking the guy out. You're using like it's actually meant for smaller people to beat up bigger people. That's why okay. they said they're smaller. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's all the submissions. So it's like arm bars and stuff that you've seen. That's, you know, it's putting one half of your body on one side of his arm, one half on the bo- uh, one half of your body on the other side of the arm, and now you're you're pulling that arm and you're going to break it. There's, there's not there's nobody who's big enough or strong enough to curl in that situation. Oh. So even a girl if she learns it correctly will break someone's arm who doesn't know how to defend it. Oh wow. Yeah, which is crazy. So that's what Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brought to the table. And the way it's evolved over the years, at first when that came out like no matter who was going against this guy, you know, Hoist Gracie or one of the Gracies, they were dominating and submitting him, choking people out, breaking mm. people's arms, and nobody knew how to defend it. They started, like, realizing, oh, I need to learn this stuff. Give him that night, night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But you did start to go down the path of, you said wrestling was your base, and then you evolved, you learned jiu-jitsu. How yeah. have you now been able to evolve your fighting style now, being a, you know, multi-time champion in the UFC? How, how did that fight style evolve? When as you're coming up the ranking systems as just a wrestler with some boxing with some jujitsu, you could get by with taking guys down. But as as the sport progresses and you start going with higher talent, you have to start knowing everything. So would you would you say that that's as you get older, that's what's kind of you know not to put you on the spot, but yeah. I am. Is that what has 
really slowed down Conor McGregor a little bit because of I don't really see him really he doesn't he's not known for having the martial art background. Not, I mean, I, not to my untrained eye, but he seems like more. He doesn't really, he doesn't really wrestle much. He's just more of a punching. He so he's more of a. He started. He started from a boxing base more oh, than, so and, was, and, and, okay. and karate. So he's more of a stand up guy. He does obviously train jujitsu and wrestling and everything like that because the guys he's fighting are you know top notch world class dudes. So he has to you know, but not be to proficient. the not not to not proficient. And mastering is two different things, though. Yeah, I don't. He's not. He's not going to dominate a world class guy on the floor mm. with jujitsu. He's not going to dominate a world class guy in wrestling and boxing. He can, you know. And mm -hmm. so I think that now, if he could get his takedown defense to the point where he could stop takedowns and finish, keep guys standing, that's kind of like how it how you evolve. Mm. He's a martial artist. Uh, but he's primarily uh, more of a boxer inside the octagon. But mm -hmm. now if he was fighting a better boxer than him, he would definitely have the tools yeah. to take the guy down or like kick him or whatever it is. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on. Buy you a T-shirt. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So, what has martial arts done for, done for you personally? You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots: being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, shoot. I'm, uh, I guess, uh, you know, it gave me a goal, you know, mm. of uh, becoming a world champion in something. Um, and, you know, taught me you know, told me a lot, told me, you know, discipline and hard work and mm. respect and, you know, being humble. Mm. A lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of those, um, those attributes kind of stem from martial arts. How do you balance? Because uh, you see guys that have martial arts or MMA, UFC, they're so, I don't even know the right word, but they just kind of, they're, they're just quiet storms, right? You see them and you, you see, You'll see videos here and there sometimes where someone at the bar is trying the wrong guy who ends up being a martial arts guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. just gets. Let me, let me unfold this one for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you seem like one of those guys, like even when I meet, met you, you're just kind of like, oh, just nonchalant. Yeah. But yet, you know, watching some of your stuff, once you get in, once you get in there, that switch, yeah. right? That switch, and even just me joking around with you, it's like you're joking, but then you're going like, "Hey, is this guy trying me?" And it's just that <laughs> that balance, you know, that balance, yeah. right? How do you how do you how how does your mind and your body decipher between that um, that calmness and then that 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 rage is in there? Um, because you have more days that you're not in the octagon than you are in the octagon. Yeah. I think I, you know, I used to get to the point, if I felt like someone disrespected me just just because, you know, that's the way I was raised. If mm -hmm. someone disrespected me, like I had to put them in their place. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older and as I got more confident in myself as like, mm -hmm. you know, what I could do to them and is it worth it? Uh <laughs> <laughs> But also that, find the interesting because as you got older, you acquired more skills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but not to use them on people. No, I get only, it. I get only it. like you know, you want to 
it's you're being a bully at that point. So, you know, it's not like I'm going to get anything out of unless yeah. I'm protecting my family. You know, I'm not going to put my hands yeah. on anybody. That that would be my goal. But I don't even know, what was that what was I just saying? What were you just saying? Where was it going? He's basically with that? asking what was how the do question? you basically is how do you how do you basically manage that switch from yeah. where oh, yeah, you yeah. are naturally yeah. you are naturally some calm guy, yeah. but then when you go into the octagon, I got to check yeah. somebody. Yeah. So but how he, do you, and how even do you, and even look, practice. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. I know, and I'm sorry, I forgot. No, <laughs> um, it's yeah. just it's one of those like you know I've met you, you know I met you, and we've had some conversations, even talking on the phone. You're great. Then you know obviously meeting you in person, even coming on here, I can see even me joking around with you. I can see a little bit of like he he like all right no. <laughs> just a little bit, but it's and 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 that's part of just us being athletes. You're like, hey, you know, what's the angle of this person? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, am I because we do get, I believe sometimes as athletes when we come on stuff, sometimes people uh, misrepresent themselves. Right? They misrepresent the authenticity of uh, the concept of whatever the interview is. Yeah. And you, they, they say some things that you're like, man, come on, man. Like we talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's why I was asked. Cause I saw a little bit, cause I've been in that same position. Like I'm waiting for it. Wait, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm waiting for the nonsense. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I just picked that up from you just because you're still in it. And I, I'm not in it anymore. And I don't have anything that to some degree, that's actually, I, f I feel like, but it's not the, truth of any value to that person but when you're doing sports and you've been part of that sport especially now as retired players are almost coming across like let me just spill the beans on everything now right and so what do you that, mean by that like man i mean every every now every time you turn on a, a former players talking about what they experienced or how oh, they experienced yeah, yeah. it with this team. And let me tell you, you know, how fraudulent this, mm -hmm. this coach was or with this team or this organization. So that's why, I, I mean, it just comes into now is, uh, I mean, clickbait. It's not yeah. any more of authenticity of the individual. It's more of what is the individual, what can the individual give me that people go, ooh. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Trying to think what I said in this interview. That's going to be really good. Clip Nothing. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 authentic. It's you. You yeah. know, like I asked about yeah. Conor McGregor just in regards of comparing. Like, he's not the he he's he. First of all, he's not nobody. He's someone that's big in that sport. However, there are other guys who seem to have a more wide range and just handle on the martial arts mm -hmm. just by how yeah. how they conduct themselves. Or right? some, some people may be better grapplers, some people yeah. better standing up. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But but more of I could you can tell some of the guys how they conduct themselves on and off hundred mm. percent yeah. off the field and how they you know what they do and how they do it. It's mm. just different. Absolutely. And when you say that, do you do you remember Khabib? He fought Khabib. Did you watch that fight? Kind of, I can I can out. nod my head, but I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, yeah. Well, I, he's a very disciplined, humble dude. He's from Dagestan. It's the outskirts of Russia. Yeah, and, yes, yeah, you know, nah. Muslim country. He's very disciplined. He doesn't drink. He's not. He's not short he, buzz he haircut. Very, yeah, he's looked like he has woken up looking for as as they say, you know, especially in our our culture, black culture. Like, man, I'm look. I hope somebody tried me today. <laughs> I wish him all would. Be you sitting in my I seat. I don't hope. I wish. Yeah. You don't. You don't walk in. I, mean, I hope someone's not in my seat. No, yeah. I wish. Yeah, he's not the dude you walk up in, in the bar seat. like when you right. see him. You're like, yeah. man, I ain't getting near that. Yeah. yeah. You're like, is that my seat? No. no There's not. videos of him wrestling a bear at like seven yeah. years old. Oh yeah. Wrestling yeah. a bear. That ain't, ain't a brother. Bear. Hey, <laughs> that ain't a brother. <laughs> so now you, you're, you're. You, you're a veteran. You're 37. You mentioned. How do you approach fights now, being a more veteran fighter? How, what's your approach now? You know, as you're as you, as you've ascended into UFC ranks. Yeah. Um, just work hard. You know, there was there's just a lot of learning I've had throughout my whole career. You know, through the ups and downs of knowing what worked for me and what didn't, and then just trying to be mm -hmm. on the, on a consistent page of doing the things that have worked for me. Mm -hmm which is doing more, not less. You know, mm -hmm. when I was a champion for a while there, um, after my second title defense, I started again to the point where 
um, I started doing less, you know, I was worried about getting injured, you know, so I figured less training, less chance of getting injured because there was a couple of fights I had to back out of due to an injury. So there's a lot of criticism. Oh, he's injury prone and he's not going to, you know, he's not defending his title enough, blah, blah, blah. So then you get to the point where you want to, uh, maybe I was doing less. I, you know, I had, I had money. I had, you know, going out to nice dinners, you know, for the first time all the time, you know, yeah. and I just, I was loving that life. And so uh, it got to the point of I started doing less, not more. And then I had my, and then I had a vic. I won, and I, I won a title defense, doing like kind of having those habits, and gave me a positive reinforcement on that. And that's where I think led to me starting to lose mm-hmm. and having my first loss. And um, and then since then, it's got to a point where like I had to be honest with myself and acknowledge that, and then get to the point where I, you know, change that, kind of go back to the old ways, not obviously killing myself I'm not as young as I used to be I'm not training you know you know nine hours a day but doing it in a smart way working on my techniques um it's interesting with fighting and you know right now there's you know two guys over 35 that are champion there's one guy's 42 uh as a champion and you don't really see that in any other sports mm. um, including boxing and it's because mixed martial arts there's so many martial arts involved that experience is so important mm. it's not like you could be you know that young athlete that comes in he's you know super athletic and you know he has a good grasp of martial arts and he's going to do really good but uh that guy's not it's going to be really hard and it's very rare for that guy to become a champion you know early on because of uh because of the lack of experience yeah. experience is really so important how to deal with the nerves um and uh and also all the different techniques that you got to learn in order to be a martial artist gotcha so almost like the 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 mental advantage mental advantage and then when it and then when it comes to me um you know i broke my leg in last april you know so i'm just i'm recovering and uh just trying to get myself back to where i need to be uh for this next fight how'd you break your leg i mean i know how you broke it but like uh, Walk, walk us through it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna walk you through it. I can't walk. I'm just <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. We, we have a mat set up after this. He's gonna work on G. Just- <laughs> that ain't in my contract, buddy. <laughs> you can take that one all you want. It's a gentle art. I got this thing, thing afterwards. Yeah, it's gentle. It's gentle, bro. Yeah, I got, um, I got a medical condition. <laughs> <laughs> you got pecs. I got texts. I love it. Oh man, uh, what was the question? I didn't ask one. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I, hey, what um, you what do you think about CTE? Like sometimes when I lose stuff, yeah, I be like, is this CTE? Oh but, yeah. But then I'm like, no, I just misplaced my wallet. One hundred percent. So I mean, what do you th- what what do you think? What do you personally think about a a, a sport where I mean it's pretty. Head contact is is, is pretty <laughs> not as bad as football, of course, but yeah, it's yeah, not, no, even yeah, not even close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is brutal. It is a brutal sport, and I've seen guys who definitely have CTE. Really? Um, oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And it's sad. It's sad to see it. I'm sure you've seen it in football, guys, players. No, I don't know. I don't. I don't really think. Right now, where I'm at, I don't really know if I would bump up against a guy who has CTE. Most men, and, and I would say women too, playing professional sports at, at, at even college, high level. Yeah. Well, there's some folks, they just off in general. Yeah, I was going to ask you, how, how do you know without a like, shadow of a doubt? Like, because, they're, like, think about it. There's there's movies where we all, like, when we laugh and joke, there's always that one family member that is the black sheep or somebody that does some things that just go, man, cousin G, you know, or... Cousin Ricky, or you know, there's always yeah, that one oh, yeah. person mm-hmm. who didn't play sports, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> didn't play sports. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, you know, and I know in college there was always one or two guys that were on a team in college that you were like, like not that the brother got hit or anything. He didn't even play, but there was reasons why they didn't go to class or they didn't play. They were always in the way of themselves. And so I'll just, you know, I can't really say that that individual, the elevator didn't go up to the top way before he, he strapped on a helmet and shoulder pads. That they, they just, something was different and yeah. unique about them before they play sports. Now, sports maybe gave them my identity, but I wouldn't necessarily say, oh, that was CT or that, that was a 
hair condition. Sometimes people are just, uh, you know, unique and different and odd and, you know. Absolutely. There's, I mean, there's some people in the housing industry that me and G used to work with that brother didn't play no sports, right? <laughs> and it just, just mm. something was missing in their life. Mm. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't, and I don't like using, like say, oh, CTE or this or, you know, that'd be like somebody, you know, just like when somebody doesn't, can't pay attention, you go, oh, that, that ADD person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without knowing if they have a diagnosis or not. Exactly. So that, that's why, that's why I asked because of, you know, head injuries. Like I was talking to a doctor one time and they said a concussion technically is when you see that little, you know, when you flicker. hit your head, that yeah. little flicker. Yeah, yeah. And you know how I many times, <laughs> yeah. like, you didn't hit your head, mm-hmm. that technically that's considered a concussion, mm-hmm. right? Or you leave the cabin open and bonk, right? Technically that, you know, so you don't know how many times someone has, has had a brain, has had a, what they call a brain injury or, mm-hmm. a, a, you know. A, some sort of trauma. So some, yeah. some oh, yeah. sort type of trauma. Yeah. Right. Think of how many kids have fallen, right? Learn, learning to walk. Mm. Kids who have fallen out of chairs or fallen off a chair or, uh, you know, falling down the steps or whatever the case may be. You're making a good point. I, now, is how, what do you think, though? Do you think that they're, you're just saying it's hard to diagnose who really has CTE and who doesn't. Like there's well, dudes, we don't. They don't think they have a method right you now. You can't until you until someone Suppo- passes away yeah. and you and they test the brain afterwards, and that's when you can. But, but you, you can't also do it don't. It, it, you also alive. don't know how many times. Like think about it. If a kid has played football, his senior year of high school, but has played soccer from four years old to for from four years old all the way to his you know, middle school mm-hmm. days and is an excellent forward who's a, who's had a 32 goals, a header, does everything, yeah. bicycle kicks, and then he goes and play, becomes a pretty good football player. We don't know how many times those, those headers have impacted the brain. I agree with that. Well, yeah, it's hard to get really like a good uh, understanding of what happened to anybody individually like yeah. throughout their whole life. Yeah, Correct. I'm with you. At the end of the day, I think we know that when you put yourself in situations that you get hit in the head often, it's probably not the best thing for you. But I agree to mm, diagnose it's it is <laughs> <laughs> not, you know, to diagnose it is like, you know, it is hard. I have seen guys that kind of have changed, though, like, yeah. you know, through the years. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. not that many, not a lot at all. But just but, repeated trauma that's going to affect you. Yeah, right? just a little bit different, you know. But I will say I could probably kind of argue my, myself on almost every point, though, because I also seen them, you know, going out partying and yeah, doing sure. certain drugs. Yeah. But no one's going to check their brain. No, so no. we'll never know. Well, would yeah, you want your kids to follow your footsteps? Man, not really. Why not? I live a, I, I've lived a very crazy, tough life, you know, I, you know, I came out to the other side and it's good, but I just wouldn't want, my kids don't need to do what I, you know, what I put myself through. And I've had 25 surgeries, you know I mean? Wow. I've, I've been like, my body is not the way I came out of my mom, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's changed. Yeah. Don't. Wow. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know that. Surgeries. Yeah, I've been through a lot. So, it, I mean, just, I was like, just highlight a, a few. Yeah, no, take you me all down all 25. All 25. I, right, because ahead, I think it's down. interesting. My wife has them, but it, let, let me give it See, a shot. That, yeah, all right, I got 10 knee surgeries. That's, well, that's 10? 10 knee surgeries. That only yeah. counts as one. No, just <laughs> <laughs> MCL, PCLs, LCLs? Nah, old lateral meniscus. Old you bone on bone then. I'm bone on bone on my right knee for sure. It's yeah, 10 it's, on both or 10 on one? Nah, nah so eight on one, uh, oh, two on the other. Yeah. yeah round up. Old lateral, old lateral meniscus. Yeah. I got them repaired uh, twice and then got, scopes, then got old scopes. Shave. Just cleaning it out. Just uh, cleaning it out nonstop. Oh, yeah. Scopes, yeah. huh? Scopes. You can't yeah. scope no more. It blows up now, huh? It, you know what? Like my, I've had, I have my knee, my right knee is freaking shot. I got Duh. iced osteophytes that came up behind Excuse the me? knee. Osteophytes. Oh, so no. basically, when you have inflammation <laughs> for a while, when you get inflammation for a while in an area, it'll start calcifying, then it'll mm-hmm. turn to bone. So I have some of those that started coming behind my knee joint Ooh. years and years ago. I'm talking about college. Mm. So for since yeah. then, I haven't been able to go like full flexion where you bring your heel to your ass. Mm. So that's that's a pain in the ass. That's a pain in the ass. Mm. 
All right. So what 10. Else? Yeah, I got so 10 in a knee. 10 knee. Right. Uh, three hands. So I got my hip bone in here with some You got metal. your, oh, say again? My hip bone. So your hip bone yeah. is connected to your thumb bone? Exactly. <laughs> That's how the song goes. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So your hip. So yeah. they took out your hip and put in your thumb yeah, so because? That's why my thumb just does this. I can't move this part. That's fused. That's fused with bone and gotcha. fused with a plate right there. Mm. And that's my hip bone in this hand too. That's, oh, okay. That was my so second and third metacarpals uh -huh. um, that just kind of exploded and the bone, start, bone started fusing um, started uh, fraying on top and they yeah. had to shave it all away and fuse this area. So it was all over time and it wasn't like it just happened. This this was over. This was the first year of me fighting, actually. I would throw my right hand like a madman all uh -huh. the time. And your bone, your hands aren't meant to be punching, you know, like it's not designed for that. So mm -hmm. eventually my bones start kind of coming up like this. You and then they adapting. start. They, yeah, it started that. Started started, it's coming started through evolving. the skin too, huh? <laughs> it, no, it didn't come through the no. skin, but it was coming up. Uh -huh. It was coming up. I had surgery before it came through the skin. Mm. Uh, this one was a one-time shot. It was in my fight uh, against Kelvin Gaslam. First round, first round through a left hook as he was coming in. And we don't have boxing gloves or anything, so your thumb is exposed. Yeah. And so I hit him like so It's this. not like keeping your thumb in with a boxing glove. And I just... Yeah, it popped, popped, that, it popped the bone off the tendon. And then and you so had to loose. keep fighting? Yeah. So yeah, did yeah. you you did you punch with that? Yeah, hand? yeah, yeah, yep, yep. I I punched. I won that fight. Oh, I didn't even feel, to be honest, in the fight. You know, like so the when adrenaline's did you feel going. It? I felt it afterwards, and I thought I was all right, but then I wasn't. I had to get. Hmm. I got the X ray and the MRI and all that stuff, and then I got wow. a surgery the next day. And then I had to get another surgery um, a few months later because the bone didn't take uh, when they put the hip bone in. Um, there was such it was such a concussive blow. They said that. The, the bone started deteriorating. So there was no blood supply left in the bone in my hand. Well, so mean, they had to wipe more bone out and put wow. more hip bone in there to to heal that hand up. I think it's more stiff hips. And it's thrown in take. He said, nah, I need some of that. <laughs> I got a light hip. <laughs> I got one little light hip. All right, so you got yeah. hands. What else? Uh, two neck surgeries. The So I did uh, one artificial disc replacement, and I did one uh, like a – a uh, scope, hmm. C5, C6, C6, C7. C4. C4? You had yeah. surgery? Uh, no, I had natural heal, burst fracture. Natural heal. Oh, okay. wait, birth fracture? Burst fracture. Oh. Exploded. Oh, There's man. That much left oh, yeah, in college. Yeah. Oh, geez. So I had the harness, not drilled in my head, but a harness. Uh, but I have no natural bend. Damn. So it kind of, you're saying kind of fused. Straight. I didn't get a fuse. At that time, I did it in 96. 98, yeah. 99. So they didn't do fusing. Yeah. That was considered, uh, if you got a fuse at that time, that considered knock you out of being able to play. So gotcha. they did natural healing. So I was like that for November, December, January, February, March, April. So six months in that. Mm. And then I couldn't do, I couldn't do any off season um, hitting. And so basically we find out in August, September, if I can play. So, and then it was all good? Yeah. So, now I, and after that, I did shrugs. Uh, still doing shrugs to protect my shoulders. So yeah. that's all. Uh, I will probably be 80 years old, and I'll still have traps like a mother. <laughs> I won't have anything else. That oh, I just had traps. Here's a secret I never told anybody for a long time. Probably for about three years after. When I would turn side to side too quick, I would get a sharp pain. Mm. Going up my neck. Yeah. And he's like, oh. <laughs> but, you know, you're getting paid all that money. Yeah, you, you, don't, you can't tell anybody. <laughs> that is something. Hey, yeah. yeah. my neck's still bothering <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I just did shrugs. That's all I did. They said, just got shrugs. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, that is crazy in the NFL. You guys kind of. I did in college, though. Which is crazy because you have, but so they knew about your neck injury when and you so, got scouted and stuff yep, like that. And so that's, that took me off some boards, wow. some folks' boards. Uh, St. Louis Rams. They got Tommy Polly, linebacker, instead of me, and Travis Fisher. I love that you remember that. <laughs> so with all these injuries you got, yeah. Chris, like, do you? 20, no, not all, brother. Twenty-five injuries. With, with all of these, do you yeah. do you do you worry about any of them as, as you get older? Like, what's your, what's your take now as you as you are older as you as you, as you think beyond? Oh, I'm 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 screwed in terms of. Like, <laughs> Be honest, bro. Like, yeah. don't sugarcoat my don't question. Lie to like, don't tell me. Like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm yeah. From wrestling my whole life, you know, playing every other sport I played into fighting. You know, as long as I've been fighting, 
the damage in my body is not going anywhere. You know what mm. I mean? Unless they come up with some stem cells that cures the whole body and you get a new one, I'm, I'll, I'll be feeling pain. But I don't mind it. I don't mm. mind. I don't. I've, you know, I deal with pain all the time, and yeah. uh, me and pain are cool. Do you believe USC is the greatest sport in the world? Uh, you know, I, to me, it is. Yeah. You know, but everybody has their opinion. Now, yeah. who am I to push my opinion on anybody? No, I, I, me, I, I like think that. It is. You know why I think it is? No, I don't know why. Because no matter where you, it's a worldwide sport. So mm. not, and, and flex. It's very, <laughs> I it's, like it though. No, no, yeah, no disrespect. But there's. No matter where you are in the world, whether the richest country to the poorest country, everybody knows what a fight is. Everybody circles around that fight and wants to watch. Mm. So you get every single martial art that's ever been around in the history of man, you get to bring in with you inside of a cage against other people that are doing the same thing, the most world-class athletes you could you could bring you, you could find come into come into a cage and see who who could do it, who could outsmart who, who could out tough who, who's the toughest, who's the baddest. All, the the closest thing to the real uh, uh, closest thing to a real fight you could possibly get is the UFC and to to put yourself and challenge yourself in that way I don't think there's anything greater that, you know I don't think there's any sport like it I think every every sport most sports and most athletes uh, most athletes I'll say have that in them like I think you have it in you all athletes are not the majority of top athletes have that in them, that that inner desire to show that they're the best. Mm -hmm. And what is better than showing that you are the toughest motherfucker in the whole on the whole damn planet? And everybody knows the rules. Every, no matter what socioeconomic background you come from, you have the same opportunities. Everybody understands, and you get to put it all on the line. And there's no excuses. You don't get if you win, it's on you. If you lose, it's on you. You don't get to blame one other person. And with that, my friends. Chris, thanks for being on the Cut to a Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. You are a unique person. You are well worth it. You are competent. And most of all, you're lovable. I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut to It. Cut to It with Steve Smith Sr. That is me is a production of Cut To It LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media team. Wesley Robinson and John Show from Balto Creative Media. Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Lebrec, production coordinator Taylor Robinson. Theme music by Alex Johnson, lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.